Hello and welcome to the All In My Head podcast. We're glad you decided to give this podcast a listen. We're a group of teens that are making a podcast for youth by youth. We will counter stereotypes around mental health in the teen, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus community and talk about things you might find a little uncomfortable. It's, it's real teens, real, real talk. Hello, this is the All In My Head podcast. Today we'll be talking about self-care. I'll allow my team a chance to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Lane. I use he, him pronouns. I'm 16, um, and I'm a cis white male. I will pass it to Rianne. Hi, my name is Rianne. My pronouns are she, they. Hi, my name's Aaliyah. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm 16. Hello, my name's Lauren. I use she, her pronouns, and I am 15, and I identified as a straight, white, cis female. <laughs> We'll start off with talking about how we incorporate self-care into our daily life. Some of the ways that I incorporate self-care into my daily life is just like taking time for myself to listen to a podcast or listen to some music while I'm going somewhere or, you know, while I'm eating a meal, just taking some time for myself to reflect on the day and think about how things are going. And so self-care doesn't always have to be like a dedicated time where you like light candles and go in a bath or something like that. There's ways to do it where you can kind of take time for yourself to reflect and calm down and think about yourself for a couple minutes every day and incorporate that into like your daily routine. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like some ways that I incorporate self-care into my daily routine can usually look like me just stepping outside when I wake up or like watching like a cartoon show that makes me laugh. I usually exercise in the morning and especially in the afternoon and night. Thank you all for sharing your responses. Now we'll discuss why self-care is important to you and what are the consequences you face for not participating in self-care? Yeah, I mean, for me, when I don't do like self-care regularly or like you know, I forget to do it for a couple of days. I just get really stressed and kind of, I feel very overworked during like finals or something like that when I was really busy and like studying a lot or whatever. I was very stressed the whole time and my anxiety levels were really high and I wasn't getting great sleep because I wasn't able to incorporate the self-care strategies into my daily life. So I think it's really important to maintain self-care even when you're really busy or doing a lot. So basically, I don't, some things I don't do self-care is, um, like, I usually get stressed, like, like, I, if a lot of stuff I need to be done, like, doing chores and stuff, and I'm starting to get really overwhelmed. Yeah, I agree, Rian. When I don't do, like, my self-care, I just feel like I'm off my train of thought, and I don't know, like, I just feel all jimble-jambled, you know? Like, I don't think I'm doing, like, my best work. And so that's why I think it's really important to take care of myself so I can, like, continue to be my best self. Yeah, this was one I can highly relate to because when I don't practice self-care, I will quickly experience burnout. And then it just makes everything in my daily life feel like a task. And it just makes going through my day extremely hard just because I don't find enjoyment in things that I will normally enjoy. Then some ways that I personally avoid this is just sitting down and reading a book. Now I'll just pass it to Lane to list some examples of 
the ways him and our team practice self-care? Some of the examples of self-care for me are like, I really like to light candles and just like chill and read a book or something and do something where, I don't know, I can kind of zone out and my brain doesn't have to work super hard and I can escape all of the stress and pressure from the world. I also like to take care of my plants. And I know that's not necessarily like self-care, but for me, it's a very relaxing activity that gives me some peace and quiet. Yeah, no, I agree with like watering plants and stuff. Every time I wake up, I like to go outside and water my front um, yard, especially since like the weather's been really hot. And I don't know, something about just like standing outside while it's still kind of like cold and early in the day is really relaxing to me. And I like to do some more like sensor things to calm myself down. Like I'll buy like good perfumes and lotions from Bath and Body Works and I'll just like smell them to make myself feel calm. I really hope you guys can relate to that because yes, I like doing that. I'll pass to Rianne. So my example is I just take a shower every other day and to reduce some stress and um, eat a healthy meal. Yeah, I can really relate to taking showers. Like as an athlete, when you come home from a long, hard practice, and just get to stand in the shower. It's just very soothing and relaxing. And then one big thing that happens in self-care culture is how companies monetize it. And I'll just leave Lane to speak farther on this. Yeah, so I mean, self-care was originally started within Black feminist communities as a way to sort of rebel against the system and specifically against capitalism, because capitalism encourages like working until burnout. We praise people who overwork themselves. And it's like considered a good thing if you're like working yourself to the bone. And so capitalism really created the need for self-care in the first place. And so I feel like companies kind of take advantage of that. And they've commercialized the idea of self-care and kind of a treat yourself mindset, where in order to practice self-care, you have to like go buy a candle or a lotion at Bath and Body Works. And that is not a bad thing. You're allowed to enjoy those things. And that absolutely can be self-care. But they've monetized it so far that, like, you can't just, like, do yoga as self-care anymore. You have to, like, go to a yoga class. And there's so many ways for you to practice self-care without necessarily spending money or supporting a company that are just as valid. And I think companies have tried to sort of take that away from people and encourage them more to purchase products for self-care and that's also like a barrier for low-income people who also need to practice self-care is that they often feel like oh I have to buy this fancy skincare product or something like that to practice self-care. Lane thank you so much for speaking on this. Sounds like you're an activist yourself. How do you manage the balance between your activism work and um, mental health? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would consider myself somewhat of an activist, and it does get difficult to balance sort of your mental health and activism, just because if you don't keep activism in one sector and like your personal life and everything else in another sector, it kind of takes over to the point where you're just like expending mental energy at all points in time trying to be an activist for different issues or, you know, advocate for bills or measures or something like that. And it just takes over your life because you're just constantly thinking about that and you don't have any personal time for yourself to just, you know, forget about that. And it does take a toll on your mental health. And it's really important to 
learn how to balance that. And it's something that I'm still working on, quite frankly, but trying to find ways to separate that activist mindset from a different mindset and, you know, just taking time to water plants or go do a sport. That's the thing that's worked best for me is participating in athletics. You just kind of enter a different mindset and you can get all of that stress and anger and everything out in a couple hours. And that's been really great for me. Yeah, this is one thing I can speak on. As a young activist myself, balance has been the key to everything I do in life. And one of my biggest tips is just make time. Like, I know that sounds so cliche, but just really making sure you set aside those 15 minutes to read your book every night or those 15 minutes to go for a walk and get some fresh air, even if it means waking up 15 minutes earlier, which isn't always the easiest as teenagers that will be like one of the easiest things you can do to improve your mental health and just make time for self-care yeah Lauren I completely agree that like balance is really important for both of the two and I feel like it's more of just like a trial and error thing because trying to balance out mental health and activating for like what's right can be really difficult when trying to take care of your mental health so balance is really key like once you get into like the groove of it and like you have something that you like doing and you know how to like set time aside for what you like and what you consider self-care for yourself it, it feels really good and to any of our listeners right now would be a great time to practice some of that self-care you know pause the episode Take a couple minutes, unless this is your self-care, but try to take a couple minutes to do something for yourself. And it's not narcissistic or anything like that to do something for yourself. It's really just preservation because you need to be in a healthy mindset and have a healthy body in order to continue working and continue, you know, being yourself. So just take, you know, 10, 15 minutes to do something for yourself, whatever that may be. You know, we've listed our examples, but of course it's going to be different for every person. Yeah, I just want to add one quick thing that I've been doing as self-care recently, and it's one of the things I don't normally think of as self-care, but recently my mindset has changed, is just doing the dishes. It is incredibly soothing and stress-relieving for me for no reason whatsoever. As much as I'd love to agree with you, I do not enjoy doing the dishes, so that is not my self-care, but I'm glad you found something like that that you enjoy doing. I still need to do the laundry and do the dishes and stuff. Yeah, that's definitely a difficult thing to learn is how to, you know, be able to manage all of those things. And that's another kind of part of self-care is just, you know, keeping everything clean and organized. If that's your self-care, that's great. For some people, they ha- they're they fine with it being disorganized. But for me, I don't know. I enjoy having a semi-clean space and keeping things organized. Um, If we don't have any more thoughts on self-care, I'll pass it back to Lauren to finish us off. Yeah, thank you all for listening to today's podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And please, for me and my team, go take 10 or 15 minutes, if you haven't already, to do something to treat yourself and just participate in a little bit of self-care. Thanks so much for listening. Also, check us out at the underscore all in my head podcast on Instagram 
and follow us to stay up to date on episodes and new content. This podcast was created using a grant from the Oregon Alliance to Prevent Suicide in partnership with the Association of Oregon Community Mental Health Programs and with funding from the Oregon Health Authority. The adult advisor is Nicole Mayer, music by Waterboy, shared on Pixabay.